A Christian mind is not one that is trained to think only about Christian topics. It is a mind that has learned to think about everything from a Christian perspective. Christianity provides a comprehensive view of the world. Christianity is a worldview. Worldviews are the grids. They are the lenses through which we frame all of reality. What was that one? Was it prayer? That didn't do. That didn't come up. What was that other one as well? That was a failure. We tried. What? We tried. We just ended up having like bands. Yeah. For two hours <laughs> recording. So you managed to record. No. Yeah, is that how you done? Didn't record that day. Yeah. yeah. We actually tried. It just didn't work. Go to a point where we ask each other, do you mind pray? That was a real revelation. Because <laughs> you know what once it started, they were like, do I pray? <laughs> Man pulls the fuck off. Yeah, we're recording, we're recording, we're recording. Come, come. Man prays though. Yeah. Now that you might do your life. You pray, you pray. It's mad, it's mad. What are you man saying though, anyway? Good, bro. Yeah, all good out here. Yeah, yeah, good, good, good. Trying to stay safe, stay clean. Who's here? Who's here? Who's in the room? Dami. Kingsley. Yeah, Richard. Uh, Richard. Uh, Richard. What well, episode is this? We, are we Nah, and Mary's not here, so I'm not even going right, to. And Mary said we don't do that no more, you know. So we're, no, we're no longer introducing the number of That's what she was saying. It's fine with me. Yeah, man. Calm. All of us are sitting here with black gloves on. Obviously. If you want to buy some. <laughs> Blackberry and merch. No, but that's actually mad. I was yeah, I'm going to lie, we can Blackberry and merch this year, <laughs> white marker will just draw some <laughs> we'll draw some logo i was actually hearing like last week sales of like certain like um sanitary products were yo going crazy. crazy on things like ebay i went on amazon um like there was like hand sanitizer there for like 14 pounds man and like for some small 70 milliliter like 50 70 milliliter bottle and somebody like had bare one stars i said how are you getting one stars for that <laughs> people were just like how dare you i've not even bought this but how dare you extort us in the time of crisis have you no soul <laughs> Oh my goodness, my gloves just nah, went. Man, you, <laughs> might, you might keep talking. I'm going to get new gloves. <laughs> um, Kings, what has been your kind of... Well, do you know what? Before we jump into the coronavirus topic, just how you've been? Everything good? Yeah, everything's sweet at the minute. Um, we should probably shout out our sister, Toffe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, do, will she want this publicity? I don't know. Is she going to hide her marriage? No, she's she not gonna, it's true, it's true, it's true. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, T, you can't hide your marriage. You can't, <laughs> so... Yeah, yeah. My name said that top is Drake. Hiding <laughs> <laughs> your I, marriage from the world. I don't call side of your marriage. <laughs> but yeah, um, uh, yeah. So Blackberry is tougher. Recently got married. Congratulations. Mm. Um, had a wonderful celebration. All of us were at it on Thursday. It's Thursday, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, this will drop a few days from now. So yeah, Thursday. So a week ago. Yeah, yeah, basically. Um, great occasion, joyous occasion, um, and yeah. Other than that, all good, man. All good. good. good, good. Rich, how you been? I've been really well, thank you. Um, yeah, I've been really well. I've, I'm not gonna lie. I say I've been really well. I've been ill for like <laughs> weeks. This well, is yeah. this is not the way. To <laughs> this is the first time. <laughs> the first time these men are hearing this. But I've been ill for weeks. Um, yeah. You can't but catch I'm you through the I'm getting better. Trust, trust, I'm getting better, though. No? I'm getting better. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Thank you for informing us right before we started to record. <laughs> no worries, Chief. No worries. No yeah, worries. Um, so obviously you would have heard black gloves, um, hand sanitizer, everything. Um, the coronavirus craze. Certainly if you've 
not heard about you. You've been living under a rock. Mm. Um, that might actually be the safest place for you right now. <laughs> <laughs> but now, so we're we're here we're here talking about it. What the experiences have been of it so far. Um, how people have been interacting. Yeah. What we've been thinking about it, just from our Christian point of view, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I guess maybe just right from the from the jump, what has been your kind of experience, whether at home, at church, at work? How have you been? interacting but non-interacting with coronavirus does that make sense i've been working from home lucky yeah i've just been working from home like i don't know what more to say like i've not (laughs) really i've gone into work like once in the last two weeks because of coronavirus just because that's how you're no because i've been ill okay (laughs) (laughs) self-isolated no no no. i've been ill but plus like yeah in general like not really trying to even like work is like issued like policies to say like guys like don't be coming in like anyhow just for any reason so so yeah like yeah fair dues king what about you i think i i didn't realize that people in the uk just generally were as dirty as (laughs) like all the stories that are coming out are suggesting how do you mean just the like the the whole sort of craze around like washing your hands Mm. and like having hand sanitizer and that kind of thing or not not touching your face too much and whatever these are kind of like things that you know you would expect that just as good personal hygiene people are doing anyway Mm -hmm. not touching your face too much yeah unless you've like cleaned your hands i know it's like force of habit for some people but you're Mm. not meant to like it's not it's not your hands tend to carry a lot of dirt when you're touching things but particularly the washing hands thing it's kind of been like crazy to me to see that like People have had to to be told to wash their hands. But having said that, the redacted race also is the one that sometimes, you know, shower once oh, a week. I, so, so <laughs> man said the redacted race. He's actually a crazy you. Don't mind him. Don't edit that though. Don't edit that. No, I'm not editing no, that. Wait, wait, no, 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 no. Stop. Why are you clapping? I'm clapping. Mary, Stop where you like, editing? But I'm editing it. Anyway, um, so anyway. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, this isn't going on. Even mad. Yeah, go on, go on. Uh, so I think that's been the, the crazy thing. Um, but I think I saw something. But no, no, no. I'm like not not trying to be funny, by the way. That whole redacted race business. Yeah, it's true. Because in the what's going in the newspaper, didn't they have that thing about just a bit before this whole outbreak? Yeah. About how people go like a week, like loads of people in Britain are going a week without showering and something like that. Like what? Why? I didn't see that article. No, still. That's, that's, a real, that's <laughs> yeah. a real thing. Is it? Yeah. That's yeah, it's a real thing, man. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, um, what were you saying, sorry? I was going to say, um, it pushes the discussion on a little bit, but I think one of the things that stuck out to me was actually today I was reading someone's tweet and they said something about the stockpiling and how crazy it's been that people have been fighting over tissue. Mm. Um, but they related it to um, actually um, in this craze when we're seeing like what we're like when we're worried about resources, it ought to change the way we sort of perceive people who are refugees and actually like fleeing mm. war-torn countries. Mm. And I thought that was an interesting perspective. I didn't like come to mind, but when I read it, I just kind of like sat with it. And I was like, you know what? There's like there's there's a benefit to take from actually that tweet. Mm. Um, mm, 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 mm. I hear that. No, I hear that. Um, Are you man scared? This is so you know how you was in the redacted race. You've kind of learned something about them. <laughs> I've also learned about black people's perceived invincibility. You know, yeah. Some pause, <laughs> real talk. Pause. <laughs> real talk. Pause. I'm just for clarity. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. For the avoidance of doubt. That me saying the black race doesn't give any indication of what the redacted <laughs> race is. <laughs> so that's true. That's true. That's very true. true. Very true. Very true. This is not a counter to Kingsley's point. Sorry. <laughs> Additionally, um, yeah. So obviously, like times like this, you find that um, our sense of humor as a collective black people it's crazy. Just seems to come to the fore. It's mad. It's crazy. It's actually mad. And um, 
there, there's a sense there's a sense in which like all jokes aside we need to be serious and say you know that this coronavirus can attack anybody mm. um but it's just been interesting to me to see the kind of how we've discussed our our um what's the what's the word i'm looking for our susceptibility to catching it mm. some people were just like black man can't catch this yeah yeah, yeah certainly yeah. won't die from it yeah 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 um like we're on some like Superman, Luke Cage type stuff. Luke Cage. So that's been that's been that's been hilarious, but also slightly alarming um, mm. because we were perhaps we're we're considering ourselves as more more than mortals in almost in one sense. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we're we're actually susceptible to this thing, so that's been crazy. Do you think it's just because we're black, or do you think sometimes it's because we're young or all that kind of stuff as well? Do you think that comes to play? I think it's because we're black, man. Yeah, you're right. So, sorry. <laughs> you know, like, some, some, some of, some of, like, obviously the. I think it, I from what I've heard, yeah, from what I've heard, the most people, the people at, at most risk are people over kind of like 70, 80. Mm. People who are people who are older and people who have respiratory issues. Issues, right? Mm, yeah. So if you have weak immune systems, which is more likely to be the case if you're a more and specifically senior citizen, respiratory respiratory issues, issues yeah, 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 yeah. Um, then fair enough. But, um, I the jokes that I've been seeing fly have had nothing to do with youth. Um, it's been like people have been saying I've been bathing with Deto in my water <laughs> since I was two them kind of things there oh, just like, which are all home truths like you know them ones like yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if you bucket, bucket bath that that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. resonates kind of thing yeah, yeah. but it's just like that doesn't mean for example you cannot contract so like literally in the last week I think makes it, you cleaner though uh-huh. makes you cleaner, makes it cleaner though. Makes it for sure yeah, yeah. but in the last week I think up until maybe like Wednesday or Thursday I don't think I'd heard of any black person even contracting it all of the stories that I'd heard about in Africa yeah. were from expats. Did you mind hear about the story in Niger where the guy received, he got corona yeah. and then he lost it. Like it went, it went, like it just disappeared. What do you mean? So they, they, they I think it was the second <laughs> person. Did you mind see it? How did you see it? This yeah, is yeah. sounding like... Um, yeah, bro. Like what? Like the story <laughs> of the man that became a, yeah. a goat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking what? Yo, no, no, talk, no, yeah, talk, yeah, talk, anyway, talk. anyway, that's another story. <laughs> but anyway, no, yeah, there was what's it called? There was a story of a guy, yeah. and he was saying, what's it called? Um, he was diagnosed with corona, and then they checked him again, and they said the corona was gone. And then, like all the stories, <laughs> someone said something like, "Nothing lives." Like someone tweeted and said, "Nothing lives here. No dreams, no viruses." I was right. just like mad, right, but yeah, man. it's crazy, man. It's crazy. Nigel, yeah. I don't think, but it's crazy. I I know that Africa actually has it, mm-hmm. but I have a feeling it's ridiculously like seasonal so How hot countries so like for example like in hot weather i don't think it thrives as much as in oh, like right. cold weather and mm. stuff like okay, that okay okay um but i think like what was it the second case in niger was actually brought by like an italian yeah. or something like that yeah yeah um Europeans. so that's that's i mean that's obviously kind of factored <laughs> yo that was the wildest thing i've read, read actually what? What? Somebody in the group chat must have posted. Why are you putting that? <laughs> Yo, <laughs> don't put it. Someone in the group chat redacted. Redacted. <laughs> name name unknown. What was it? Is there anything Different. Europeans Different. have brought to Africa <laughs> other than turmoil <laughs> and disease? <laughs> this can't make the fun of No, it is. No, I'm clapping. <laughs> These men are clapping like so that you Whoa. might know like where to look at. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> look Man. for the claps. No, 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 no. Hey, that is so mad. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, yeah. So fear, fear-wise, you're not really scared. Are you? So I appreciate you, man. I said that. Ah, uh, like, did Kingsley? Did you get that feel as well that black people feel immune? I think so. I think, I think some of it's actually bound up in ignorance. Yeah. So some of it's actually we don't understand 
not everyone, but some of us within our community don't understand actually the nature of what we're dealing with. Mm. Yes. Um, and because of that, their responses to it sort of indicate that ignorance. Mm, mm-hmm. um, I think also some of it, and probably we'll, we'll build this out a little bit, is also a, a lack of awareness or a lack of care for the, some of the things that you guys have mentioned about people who are older and have respiratory issues mm. being mm. more susceptible. So it's kind of like, okay, if I get it, I'll be fine anyway, most likely. Yeah. But not thinking actually, if you get it, who might you now infect? Mm. And how might that impact someone else who doesn't have the same ability to fight the virus? Yeah. So I think, I think actually, it's, and, and it's an interesting point. I think like the, the, the percentage of people that have died that is under the age of like, let's say 30 or something like 0.2% mm. right. um, who have contracted it. But then like, as you quickly, the average is like 3.7% last time I checked or something like that. So quick, um, quick news kind of interjection from the BBC. So we're recording on a Saturday. As of Saturday, 14th of March, 24 people in the UK have confirmed as died as a result of coronavirus. That there was over 100% more deaths since last night being Friday. Mm. Um, it's, but, it's an inter- but it's an interesting thing. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. Like the growth rate, like when you see like, the growth rate is exponential, like mm. generally speaking, when it comes to how quickly people are contracting. It's not linear. Like it's not another like, two deaths every like every day or mm. otherwise this wouldn't be um class- classified by the um world health organization as a pandemic you know mm. like this would have been as a Man pandemic said, like panna 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 pandemic pandemic my guy did i say pandemic you said pandemic what's that from what's that panna what's that from oh um baby see that's what happens when you try to be too small yo yo crisis no, but, pan, yeah. but like a pandemic, yeah, and, it, and yeah. it's important that we classify it as a pandemic because pan it spreads across. See, and I know the etymology. This is the worst part. Why, <laughs> why, did I do, why, do, why do I do this to myself? But anyway, yeah. Um, also, to be fair, like I would say, um, no, I don't just want to castigate black people as being kind of ignorant of the realities of the situation. We're light what? with a lot of stuff, though. Huh? We like to be light with a lot of stuff, though. Like, trauma, like really, like it is, um, it's jovial, a co- coping jovial. Yeah, it's a coping, yeah. it's a coping mechanism. Yeah. But no, what I was gonna say is just like. Obviously, that's informed by the sense in which the government is taking, or how the how seriously the government is taking the issues. Mm. So, for example, um, Boris Johnson having been in contact with the health secretary, who's confirmed mm. as having had coronavirus, when mm. his I think his aide was asked, "Is Boris Johnson going to be tested?" He was just like, "No," despite the fact that he'd been ha- shaking hands yeah, with yeah, people yeah. at hospitals <laughs> and stuff like that, had been in meetings with the health minister. Um, those are the kinds of things, like for example, if you're a big football fan, um, yeah. only very recently were games called off considering the, how quickly it was spreading in Italian football and there were European football matches taking yeah. place and you know opposition uh, players were shaking hands and all those kind of things. So do I say the slowness of the response by kind of authorities has also informed how seriously people are taking in the um, UK, in the UK, you know what, but I'm hearing, and maybe this is again, this might just be down to the circles that I'm in and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But I'm hearing like a lot of people are just not happy with how slow the yeah. UK taken, and I think they've been quite public about the fact that they've received like a lot of complaints, like because in the end of the day, like if we've seen that in China, it's got to the extent that it will get to. By the way, we have some special bits and bobs here from China. We mm. have a we have. Uh, a correspondent on the ground. We have a correspondent <laughs> in the ground. We Blackberry has sent someone <laughs> to China. Yeah, to go yeah, and tell yeah. us how things are happening out there. But then, um, and we'll play some clips from them in a bit. But 
yeah, as well as that, like, um, we think about China's response, we think about <coughs> Italy's, like, global lockdown and all mm. that, like, the um, general lockdown and stuff like that as well. Um, don't leave your homes and whatnot. And it's just like, why is the UK, in one sense, being so slow to, to get to that point? Like, mm. you know, like, we're just, what, are we waiting for it to get bad before we get to that point? Or mm. are we going to... And don't forget, there was also a conservative, somebody from the conservative party tweeted, um, didn't they? Or said something along the lines of, we just need about 60% of everybody to get it and then we can become immune. Um, yeah, I heard about immune, that. What's the, um, was it J.K. Rees-Mogg? No, 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 no. It was... Because um, there's a specific, there's a specific scientific him, term. <laughs> <laughs> what was it called? Something immunity begins with a K. But continue, sorry. It was like herd immunity. Herd immunity, that's the herd, thing. Herd yeah, immunity yeah, herd immunity or something immunity. like that. And they were just like, yeah, they want like... But then the whole point is that people are like, <laughs> but you do know that means like 1.2 million people die, mm. have would have to die in order for us to get to that point or something like that, you know? And it was just like, why would you, <laughs> why would you but even... But that's also another interesting angle because some people have looked at that and said, you've been seeing a lot of these, these tweets go off about capitalism. Mm. Yeah. And... The UK, is, the UK economy, you can correct me if I'm wrong, is in a recession now. In the last quarter, we've gone into recession. I can confirm we have gone into recession. In the you can quarter. confirm. So are you asking me to I'm confirm I'm asking you well? to confirm. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. Oh, oh you're asking. So, we so have, yeah, we I have, yeah, yeah. So we're in a recession. We are currently in a recession. I mean, it's not it's not credit crunch, um, Great so Depression. I think, I think we're in a natural boom bust yeah. cycle. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like, one of the reasons why I'm sure like kind of like, um, things haven't slowed down as much is because we're trying to shock the economy as in we're trying mm. we're trying to like revive it in that sense yeah so you don't want to drag yourself into further economic decline by having to shut down services shut down <coughs> workplaces all of those kind of things mm. so i was Go you, i was gonna i was gonna say actually one of the reasons why i actually do think the government's response has been perhaps lackluster mm. or seem to to downplay the significance of the issue has been bound up in that sense of not wanting to <coughs> incite uh, fear. Yeah, incite fear, encourage people into sort of pandemonia. Mm. Um and I mean even even with again the the nature of the responses we've seen so far, we're still seeing people stockpiling, fighting in stores, um, and just taking actions that are not indicative of some people who are in their right minds happy and living in a free society. Um do you know what do you know what I think incites that though? I think it's just the, the change in like the nature of media as a whole. Like mm. before, like if I wanted to learn about something, I had to go onto, um, I had to pick up my Metro or mm. I subsequently went onto news outlets and websites and, and financialtimes.com and whatever. Now it's just, I open up Twitter and like, that's my source of the news. That's how I keep up to date with more things than anywhere else. Like, you know, the social yeah. media, like at large, like I find out, in on I go on Instagram and I get like infographics of like what's happening with the coronavirus, what's the spread rate like, and I'm getting all these data packs in like presented in like charts and stuff like that online. <coughs> um, I'm getting and it often comes without too much context. So yeah, 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 snap yeah. bite, yeah, sharp. Yeah, you see it in your kind of like interaction with that, and you act on that basis. Like yeah, I can see that. Actually. And so actually, by what's trending on on Twitter, that's actually the kind of often determines like how seriously and it tells you how many tweets have happened mm. and and when something like coronavirus has been trending for weeks you know and and more people are tweeting it more people are retweeting it and it's just growing out of control in one mm. sense actually people's fear levels are probably increasing with the number of tweets <laughs> Do you know what I mean relative <laughs> to the number of tweets it's, it's it's a it's a really interesting thing and i think that that actually affects 
that and even just network effect as a whole. So that's the way that people travel as well nowadays. Yeah. And all that type of stuff. That's we've 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 become a lot more globally interconnected than than we've ever been. Feel that. Um and the individual can move further, their voice can be heard for like farther than ever be ever before and mm. and now we're actually just in a really weird situation because this is this interconnectedness has now kind of changed the way that this disease probably would have affected us 20 30 years ago does that make sense i hear that so, so you know, you know, where i've got a box of indomie at home as in like us man we can't leave the country can't leave no house. can't leave your yard can't leave your yeah. house my name have been working. Some man been working from home for a long where's, time. <laughs> where's my laptop? In this scenario, if it's in the office, your work laptop. yeah. If it's in the office, is it the office? It's in the office. Wait, let's lock it down. <laughs> let's lock it down. Wait, lock it down. <laughs> I'm a contractor. I need my laptop. Huh? I'm not trying to. Let's lock it down. <laughs> your colleague's not your Christian. But it's true. Sorry, just a final thing. Is a magazine. I've just seen somebody. Coronavirus stockpilers show off their giant walls and food. The mum of seven is 800 <laughs> nappies, 4,000 white. That's how you get robbed. <laughs> 60 pints of milk. And somebody commented very fairly, milk. 60 well. pints of milk are going to expire in a week. Facts. What do you need that for? If it's Cravendale, it won't. <laughs> <laughs> Big up Craven Deal. <laughs> we're getting, we're getting <laughs> that, we're getting that sponsorship <laughs> money. <laughs> Blackberry are interested in sponsorship, so from Cravendale. <laughs> if, if you are aware, so. <laughs> but um, yeah, go ahead. The, the tweet. You might have the context. What from from what? Well, I was gonna, I was gonna oh, say, so gonna say of the of that tweet or something else. Something else. But, but I was gonna say, um, taking it back to the black discussion and mm. sort of our, our jovial nature towards coronavirus. Um, do you man think, or what are your opinions on the the viewpoint that? <laughs> seems to suggest that the blood of Jesus can bind the coronavirus. <laughs> Sorry, I've heard that, yeah. How, how seriously that, yeah. should we take that? Is that true? Is it wrong? No, guy, so Why me, what do you think? I've heard it so many places. I've heard it a few I've times. Actually, have I seen that? I've heard it. One of my guys is on war on Twitter, and he's like... What, going back and forth somebody saying that? No, 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 like He just, like, she <laughs> tweeted something about the blood of Jesus binding it, and that went viral. He 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 retweeted it and yeah. said, like, that's a mazine. <laughs> and like that went viral but he's like yeah it's just listen primarily I understand the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all unrighteousness mm. from sin mm. um, so I don't consider it in the context of it preventing us from um, catching kind of like diseases or exactly. sickness mm. um, so that is not the purpose for which I understand the blood of Jesus um, I do think I, I'm trying to I'm trying to think where does that error stem out from? Um, by by his stripes, um, okay. yeah, you are healed and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so it's a misinterpretation, misinterpretation of, of, of Isaiah fifty one or so, um, which is really interesting because I, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think Peter quotes it and he applies it to yeah the yeah, points you're making yeah, yeah, around yeah. Um, us being healed in respect of being healed of our sin, mm. uh, our unrighteousness problem with God. So it's it's. I think it, it, it goes to show, actually, when you are not careful mm. um, with how you look at how the Bible fits together, how you look at how um, often uh, just a way of understanding the Bible is actually to look at how the New Testament authors have taught us to understand what's in the Old Testament. Mm. There's so many different types. I think there's maybe like 400 by conservative estimates, 400 references 
in the New Testament to the Old, Old Testament passages, which I think works out at like um, one every one and a half chapters or something like that. Mm, 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 um, so it's so you yeah it's 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 an incredible amount of uh, sort of connection between the two. Mm. And if a person isn't, again, like I said, you, you pull something out of its context and you apply it in respect of what you want it to mean. Mm. And I understand that. That's legitimate. Like, I, I would love it if God gave us a promise that said we'll never be sick. Right. Being sick is not a good thing. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, but it's important, actually, if we want to have something that we can stand on, I say that this is God's promise, that mm. we make sure that we understand what God is actually promising us. Yeah, right, right, right. Because um, otherwise, what happens ultimately is you have... Um, people's faith being crippled by seeming like God not answering or keeping a promise. But in fact, God hasn't made that particular promise. promise. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You know, and seeing, seeing as we're dealing with some tweets and stuff like that, there was another one that said something along the lines of... Do you have it? Do you have it? No, you might as well try there, there's been a few, so I can oh, okay. start there's a few, a few right off. Like, there was another one that said something like, if you say that you're not going to... Essentially, essentially saying something along the lines of, if your church isn't gonna go, if your church isn't gonna meet up, um, then don't say that that's coming from a place of faith. Um, like it's not one hundred percent faith to demonstrate that like your church isn't. If your church isn't gonna meet up, and, and then you saying that it's in the name of precaution, God isn't there. Essentially, literally saying if your church is not gonna meet up on Sunday, God is not in your church. Right. Like, period. So all um, the faithful churches that have um, decided to go online this weekend are they in sin? That's the question. <laughs> That's the question though, like, right? Like, it's a good question as well. It's a good yeah. question. Like, is it, are they in sin? No. Um, they are taking seriously the government's instructions to avoid mass gatherings. Mm -hmm. um, and to the extent that they're also being obedient to the instructions that the authorities are giving, they are also trying to maintain their duties to their sheep in the churches. Yeah. yeah. Um, by making some kind of provision for services to take place, for the gospel to be preached. Um, for people to be nourished in a context um, that means that they can't meet as they usually would but certainly doesn't mean that um, they are failing to, to do their duties as local churches um, goes to the point of um, are, you, are you jumping back in? I'll come back cool goes to the point of I think in good and healthy do I mean this? yeah in good and healthy churches not every single example of a good and healthy church, but in a number you would expect to see um, different age ranges in the church, different demographics in the church. Yeah, um, <clears throat> good point. And an awareness of that, um, thinking of Philippians 2 verse 4, where Paul says, let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Mm. Goes to the point that we were making a lot earlier, right? This sense of, I'm probably going to be fine, is, 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 is in some sense looking with the blinkers on mm. it's not having a wider understanding a wider context for how this might impact other people so a church taking that measure i'm not saying every church has to but a church taking that measure mm. can see themselves as being a church trying to be obedient to what paul says there mm. in respect of perhaps having more elderly members in the congregation yeah. or just in the context of shepherding having members who might have a, a large number of respiratory issues and the key thing that i think you you, <coughs> you touched on is that the important thing isn't isn't um, necessarily just saying that they're not meeting. Mm. Um, it's actually they're not meeting in the same way. Yeah. But they yeah. are meeting and they're finding different ways to meet, whether that's by doing maybe uh, some small group sessions, um, but where people are still having the opportunity to fellowship in person and so on. Yeah, um, yeah. Whether it's 
in some sense using and in this context i can see its benefit the a live stream mechanism mm. um yeah they are using what's around us technology that god has given us and also wisdom to find ways for the church to be the church without unnecessarily endangering those members, who, yeah, yeah those who are part of the church okay so you might think that's fair so you think it's actually you can validly meet as a church without i, I almost i almost want to ask them why why do we ever why do we ever physically come together yeah, so it's a, it's a good it's a good point. I think that's why I was hesitant around I was the online thing. Right, right, um, right. <clears throat> I think I think there's other things. There's yeah. like bringing your tithes to or bringing your offerings to the to what's it called, um, to the house of the Lord on the first day of the week. It's um, there's still um can't do sacraments online. You can't do sacraments online, um, so you can't administer baptism and Lord and the Lord's supper. Yeah. Um yeah like there's there's you can't speaking to one another in psalms hymns and spiritual songs mm. as it says it in Ephesians. Be physical yeah so yeah. Fi physically you kind of need you kind of need an element in which you can all because it's not just when you sing and i think people miss this as well sometimes especially in like if your church if the way that your church is like has worship going is almost somebody like one person just singing by themselves or something mm. like that you can lose this but actually it's meant to be you everybody singing and speaking to via the song one another encouraging one another reminding one another of the glories of christ declaring these things proclaiming it and all that kind of stuff do you know so it's all of that mm. that that can kind of get lost and so yeah it's not optimal yeah to be um like non-physically like, yeah, not yeah. physically there but actually there's there's and also even just the the, the primary function of the shepherd is diff more difficult um I, I don't know we'll, we'll, we'll try and get we'll try and slot in um our brother's voice at some point mm. um from china he might speak on this but i know that it's a, a big concern of the church out in china like some of the pastors there is literally like bro like how do we what does effectively shepherding our flock look like at a time where um everyone's in lockdown you know which would be, be quite crazy so and I, that was literally the point i was going to add i was going to broaden it out a bit more but i think um, there is something about physical presence that facilitates relationship building that is different when it's not there. Yeah. Whether that's in the context of member to member, whether that's in the context of someone who, in the language of Paul, comes into your assembly mm. and hears the gospel and you're able to interact with them, mm. whether that's a, a, a one of the elders to one of the members and so on and so forth. Mm. When you're in physical proximity of people you can know them in a way that um <clears throat> perhaps when you're not in physical proximity you're limited so yeah. i can know your mannerisms i can see how you react i can i can just know you more deeply so i think that also f is important for the context of the church where ultimately we're trying to teach one another how to live well so that we can live eternally that was the only other point i was going to kind of um tag on to that was the element of accountability that takes place in the context of gathering physically yeah because um, yeah. i feel yeah. like a lot of people that take the stance that they can kind of church from home and never need to um, kind of meet. I don't say this because I know necessarily loads of people that do this, but I think you tend to find um, in tandem with that suggestion that um, neglecting the fellowship of the saints is something that they can do because you can do church from home all the time is probably likely to be um, certainly in circumstances where um, there is no nexus to the church so mm. perhaps you, you may not be having visitations from yeah, local yeah. members of the church so i completely understand if the context is you're an elderly or you're a sick person and so meeting regularly is very very difficult mm. 
but there are still ways in which the local church is is nourishing you you're still being connected to the church um you're checking in on how sermons are you're listening in those kind of things mm. um but if you're somebody that just says i don't need to go to church on sunday um ever i'd be concerned about the kind of other areas of your christian walk of your spiritual life how yeah. those things are yeah. going um because you know the church informs like kings you were saying how you're meant to live in one sense and so um by missing out on that vital on the vitality that comes with meeting regularly um mm. there will be some withdrawal um from from your christian life and um yeah th that could lead down into a downward spiral of many many things um, the the immediate context of most i'm going to say most and not all but the immediate context of most of the one another's in the new testament is the, the church mm -hmm. you're practicing these things to members of the church encourage yeah. one another. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's it's two church members it obviously has application wider than that but i think that that centrality of actually being committed to a group of people as you're all committed to christ um i think is something that our generation we miss we miss because we're quite individualistic i think right um mm. And that means we don't actually get the benefit of it in the true sense that we should. And sometimes we miss out on actually what I think the Lord would want us to actually gain from having the church. Do you think that's been born out of the fact that we are in this kind of digital age? So we were, we, in one sense, kind of started off being thankful that mm -hmm. the Lord has given us technology to be able to, yeah, to use. Yeah. And um, in, the, in this kind of context where it's difficult to meet physically, um, we have the benefit of kind of online sermons or live streaming. Yeah, yeah. Has that increase in technology also made us less churchable people yeah 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 i think i think so like um i think i think on on various levels for example the members of the church need to be subject um to the under shepherds mm -hmm. right so you need to be um and the role of the the shepherds then is are to not just feed the sheep but to actually um to look out for the sheep and to um, sorry, I'm looking at Kingsley clean his, his, <laughs> his pop filter. I'm just laughing. That's my safe breath. Yeah, man, man's cleaning at every inter every <laughs> intersection. Um, but no, like yeah, the, the the role of the shepherd is to is to like look out for the sheep, is to actually lead the sheep, is to mm. support the sheep, is to do you know what I mean? Is to to be there, checking the on the spiritual well being of the sheep and all that kind of stuff. But in this like individualistic like kind of society and in this society where almost in you're not just competing with like the culture of the land, but you're also competing with like this kind of culture that we develop like online technology, like through like, for example, through Twitter now, like you can be across the world mm. and we're having like conversations back and forth. And so all of a sudden, like it's no longer just, let's say somebody in America, your culture and someone in the UK, my culture, but actually it's almost like there's this transcendent kind of culture that sits on top of above everything now. Mm. And, and the church is having to, to, to wrestle to, to to find involvement and to speak in some, into somebody's life mm. against all of these different mm. types of cultures that are do you know what I mean that are that are that are having their interplay in some in that person's space and so and so actually like when I'm trying to tell somebody let's say I don't know about um the church's if I was a pastor trying to tell some one of my congregants about the church's view on marriage mm. or the church's view on 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 sexuality or something like that I don't really know um you're not just going to be wrestling with what do the people around me think mm. in my workplace and what do the people around me think um, in my school and what do people around me think just in culture in the UK in general. Yeah. You're also thinking what do people around, what people are speaking to them at this higher level of like on the me on, on media platforms mm. as well. And that's a, and that kind of has its role to play. And so that makes, and so, yeah, I think generally speaking, we, 
we're we're more individualistic because we feel like we can receive from anywhere and everywhere and we have and we have a sufficient amount of information just that we can tap into however we feel yeah um but at the same time we're also more intertwined with people around the world in ways that we've never been before mm -hmm. and so that's what you know it's it's a it's a really weird um really really weird and so you can have people just living online for example mm. literally um with and and feeling like they have absolutely no need for for church interactions church mm. relations they can even be receiving and probably paying or for whatever for like for counseling online if they really wanted to from church from from like a pastor if they really wanted to or get in touch with some one of their favorite pastors across the world and have them counsel them across like online i know i know somebody who's had that before so mm. um so yeah it does it does it does Technology does, in certain respects, then therefore threaten the local church. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say, what do you guys think of? I've been I've been thinking quite a lot of just what it looks like for me to love my neighbor, um, in this particular period, and mm. just like as church, like as the church in general, what does it look like to be like salt and light in the community? I'm really trying to think of like how does, how does the church like live as Christians and demonstrate Christian love amidst like a crisis like this? And so I started to think, for example, is stockpiling, like. A, something the Christians should actually actively think against or should I be thinking about going to my neighbors and helping deliver some things like tissue or basic resources or do you know what I mean like what yeah. what 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 types of things you actually reckon like we could be we could be should be doing as Christians in the local communities so um this wasn't particular to a member of my mm -hmm. local church but um just thinking more generally about living in community I had a phone call with a dear friend of mine who's passed away his mum earlier this week, she's an elderly lady um, who lives somewhere away from us in London. But literally just to check in on her, um, see yeah. how she's doing in terms of her health, whether she's um, being seen to by people around her, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, how she's keeping well, et cetera, et cetera. So I think certainly within the local church and to the extent that you have relationships with kind of people who are perhaps most prone to contracting something like this, yeah. um, just trying to make sure that you're checking on their general welfare. Um, Good point. Really important to just find out, you know, how they're doing, um, if they're in any particular danger because they have any kind of respiratory issues or something like that. Um, so just kind of extend <coughs> the love towards them just to find out how they are. Um, stockpiling is an interesting one. I think Prudence says you should make provision for your household and your family. Mm. Um, so to the extent that, you know, if you have, I don't know, give the example of a family of three that I live in, we don't need... 60 liters of milk or whatever we don't need four thousand bundles of tissue roll those kind of things there mm. i think you look at it and you say what would be sufficient for us to kind of get through yeah this time because you also have to think kind of long term in one sense as well yeah, yeah, yeah you're also course. thinking we might not see tissue roll in whatever in your local supermarket for a few months yeah yeah um but no certainly to the to the exclusion of others where people who are more vulnerable would not be able to to um get their hands on these kind of things. Mm. I would think that we'd be being very selfish in that in that instance. And so I would advise people against stockpiling far beyond what is actually reasonable mm -hmm. um, for, for your either your home or your community. Yeah. I, I think I think the point on um checking up on the vulnerable I think is particularly perceptive. Um because I think in a society, you can I, I I personally you can judge a society by um, how it stands up for or treats um, the vulnerable amongst it. Mm. So when I'm looking at our society, I I often wonder about how 
how how in future generations potentially we might be looked on some of the things i think about is how we think around abortion and children's rights mm. um and also how we think around sort of end of life caring for the elderly and that kind of thing yeah um and i think in respect of what you just mentioned one of the things that actually is actually an act of love is that demonstration of care to combat what i think a lot of people will experience in this situation which is loneliness mm. because yeah um i see i see in my regular commute a number of people who are probably around the pension age who they go to the shops to buy a newspaper and to buy a drink not alcohol but they <laughs> buy whatever they buy a drink but that's part of their morning routine and they do it every morning and they interact with the shopkeeper and they see people on along the way and they smile and they're happy and that's human interaction that they're getting mm. if they're now thinking actually i have to stay at home because i don't want to um potentially catch this virus mm. Where is that coming from? Um, and not everyone has the benefits of having a large and extensive family. Yeah. Well, sometimes they do. And those families are stretched for other reasons. Mm. So when we have the opportunity to have those relationships with people, I think it's doubly important that we're doing that as well. Um, I'm just going to double back on just the, the tech point before just coming back here. Um, I think technology is one of those amazing things that connects us and disconnects us at the same time. Yeah. Right. Um, and in respect of... Um, it's it's connective powers. The, the, I think what we have to be on the guard against is I think what technology should do is connect us in places where we can't make connections. So we've got a friend in China. Our yeah. WhatsApp allows us to speak to him. We can Skype him. And th those is connecting us where things can't. But what we have to be on guard against is when we allow technology now to disrupt what we can do physically. So it's the point of when you go to a social function, everyone yeah. in the room on their phone on yeah. their phones yeah. talking to one another yeah this kind of thing makes you value place. that a lot more yeah. precisely and so i think in, in in that respect when we're thinking about sort of as a church community and how we interact with technology i think just a good principle is allow technology to foster community but don't allow it to hinder your personal community mm. yeah. um I on, the, on the stockpiling point I, I agree on the prudence point um I saw a video, um, and I don't know if everyone can do this. I don't think most people can do this. But I saw a video, I have no reason to think they were Christians, of a couple of people who owned a pharmacy, I think, in some Scottish place. Right. Um, and what they were doing, in contradistinction to, like, our local Londis, who had decided <laughs> to sell, sell hand sanitizer for twenty four ninety nine. Low. Are you yes. for real? <laughs> yes. They were... There's a black market for hand sanitizer. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag... Boycott. <laughs> <laughs> they were handing out um, like antiseptic wipes or something like that. Right. Hand sanitizer and one other thing as well to local elderly in their community. Right, right, right. I don't think everyone can do that. I'm not saying everyone should do that. But I think that sense of thinking, how can I, using the resources I have, mm. potentially help others around me um, insofar as I can? Mm. Um, and I think that sense is how we should think about things like stockpiling. That's amazing. Mm. The difficulty is with the people that are stockpiling, you can't even get some of these things now. There's no more pasta. <laughs> There's no more. <laughs> There's no more rice. Bro. There's I was no in... more tissue. Honestly. Like, but there's bleach. There's, <laughs> there's bleach. There's not, as, as in, there's no. <laughs> no, here's the thing. Okay, guys. I'm telling this... you. I'm tangent, telling tangent, you. tangent. If there was like some kind Any of. more redacted. Bad <laughs> <laughs> man. No, because. One of, the, one of the things that has been running through my mind is what makes people choose the particular items in the shopping aisle? <laughs> There's no more flour. <laughs> what do you guys think is going to happen? So I'm asking. 
You're gonna start baking bread. Genuine, genuinely, if you are in this kind of hysteric phase, what things would you be reaching for in the supermarket and why? Jasmine rice. Facts. <laughs> Man's getting that twenty kg straight. Cause Jasmine, worst comes to worst, I could eat that Jasmine rice by itself. Worst comes to worst. Rich, what would you be grabbing? I'm really trying to think. You know, that's a mad one. Like what non-perishable? What non-perishable? I think it's I think it's um almond milk and cereal. Okay. Lying. I've seen I've seen yeah. yeah you might have seen for and years. Yeah. Have, yeah. You might have <laughs> seen that happen at uni. Like come. early uni days, I had to. Do, yeah, come, I can do come, that. Come. What was it? It was six p pancake mix from Asda. Um, I don't even know what they put in that. If it was six p, but six p pancake mix from Asda. Um, eggs, indomie and. And and, cer- and and cereal. That was all I had for my first year at uni. That's mad. Yeah. And Rupert and drink. And Rupert <laughs> to, to sweeten the deal. <laughs> Before sugar tax. That is mad. Um, balance. <laughs> <laughs> I said balance. Nah, yeah. But I, hey. This stockpiling thing is crazy, though. Tuna. Like, tuna, tuna, mackerel. Nah, ne- no, 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 no. I like no, tuna, no. you know. That's I like a very redacted thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> Now listen, mackerel fillets <laughs> with blended pepper. Man, very redacted. <laughs> Chopped onions. I'm dead. A little trophy on the side, fried. Oh, man. Oh, is this a Ghanaian thing? It's a Ghanaian thing. Oh, it's okay, a okay, 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 okay. That's what I meant by redacted. <laughs> <laughs> if you knew, you knew. If you knew, you knew. Yo, um, yeah, okay. Mad, mad, mad. What would you I've, get? What, what would Dami get? I asked the question having not thought about my response. <laughs> so let's come, I'll come back to it. I'll give one before the end of this podcast. Mm, Let me think okay, about it. Okay, fair, 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 fair. So we spoke a little bit about um, ways in which people have misunderstood the scriptures um, in respect of the blood of Jesus mm. and why that actually doesn't have <clears throat> um, significance for us being totally um, removed from any illnesses that we experience in this life. Yeah. Um, one of the things I wanted to sort of ask then is just a broader question around the idea of faith. So if if someone has faith in God's protection, should they uh, should they just say, you know, I, I, I don't have to stay at home for precautions? Um, should they think that they have authority over sort of viruses and illnesses in this way? Um, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Like, it's, it's a crazy thing that people would think that because you have, I don't know how to put this. It's like, would I walk out into the middle of the road and just say, do you know what? Because I have faith, no car can touch me. Or mm. would I like jump off a cliff and literally say, because I have faith, I will literally, that wasn't that what Jesus was tempted with by Satan? Mm, yeah. Mm, mm. Yeah. Like it's a, it's a mad, like it's putting the God to the test. Mm. Yeah, so God uses gives us all of these things like doctors, etc., as a means like by which He will actually um, keep us, you know. And so when we now talk about them being, this is this is the issue sometimes of actually just having like part-time professors of theology on Twitter. Um, like I, I don't I don't know I don't know I don't know what to really make of it. Like in the end of the day, like you can, yeah, speak freely, bro. Yeah. Talk. Or your PhD at some of you, said. yeah, some of you are speaking, but you have no credentials. <laughs> like, in, no, like real, like real no like, seminary, like no seminary. Like, I haven't got a seminary, like, but like, I'm sound. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, jump, like, a bit of study. Question though, sorry, a bit of because study. you don't have seminary. Okay, 
And the other person might say to you, I don't have seven years. Shout out Israel. What, <laughs> shout out Israel. Um, on shout what out basis, Israel. On what basis do you confidently affirm that you're sound? Do I confidently affirm that yeah. I'm sound? Gen no, I think it's just being committed to the scriptures. Mm -hmm. Actually, like, based on your authority in the scriptures, like, sola scriptura, like, I don't, I don't think, when all is said and done, like, as long as we're appealing to the scriptures faithfully, consistently, we're reading things in context mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff, like, then it's, and you're, and you're systematically putting together the scriptures in a way that understands, actually, when you read all of the scripture in its rightful context and you're trying to understand what the original intent of the author was, then actually, you're you're a you're a sound believer. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be a perfect mm -hmm. in theology across the board. Nobody's nobody's perfect, and all of us will find when we get to glory. But there are certain things that actually, just with a little bit of time and a little bit of study, you'll quickly be aware of. For example, like all of this stuff about binding Satan, mm -hmm. like and 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 Satan binding the coronavirus. Like you only have to read a little bit of Ephesians or a little bit of. And Philippians and see for example um, the weakness out of which some of the people were serving one another and the fact that somebody was almost sick unto death or read a little bit of um, John's gospel and then see how Jesus somebody who Jesus loved has the love of God in their life was still able to die mm -hmm. and have Jesus weep over their death you know and, and or the fact that the son of God himself would subject to die like all of these types of things or the fact that all of the apostles went and died hideous death like in the end of the day like sickness death these types of things are not beyond suffering is not beyond the people of God. James says, "Count it all joy when you when you when you suffer, not um, count it count it weird that you would suffer, you know, or anything like that." Um, Even Jude, in respect of how he speaks of how I think the archangel um, Michael Michael, yeah, he doesn't say, "I rebuke you." Yeah, it's he that says the Lord, the Lord rebuke you. Mm. Yeah. So so I so I just so it's not like and so like we joke about and I say oh I'm sound as a joke yeah, yeah but yeah, no yeah. like but serious like on a serious note like yeah like it doesn't take much for a believer to be sound but all you have to do is read the scriptures consistently faithfully in context and understand that scripture interprets scripture once you're doing those things really it's very you you get a very strong baseline very very early on and. Unfortunately, some of these things that are being said are actually just not read, trying to read the scripture in its rightful context. It's hearing phrases and then just throwing them out mm. to use them in ways that appeal to you most. Mm. But if you do that, you actually what you end up doing is skewing the intent of the scriptures so that your thoughts are what's being pushed to the forefront and not actually what God is saying. And that's, that's problematic. Yeah. That's, that's where the issue really kicks in. And I think one of the things that has been a bit disconcerting on social media has been has been, I think, the, the lack of grace demonstrated between professing believers on different sides of the spectrum when it comes to understanding and interpreting the scriptures. Different camps and stuff. Yeah. yeah. You ought to have passion to defend the truth of God's word. Absolutely. And I don't want to downplay that because it's an important thing. Uh, if God has spoken, since God has spoken, what God has said is the most important thing. So we want to be people who are passionate and zealous about that. Um, but being passionate and zealous um, does not have to come at the odds of being gentle, of being teachable, of being humble and of being loving. And I think there's been times when, again, just seeing the interactions, I've been concerned about what a witness that is to the world. Mm. And also, in particular, whether people are more concerned with just being right or appearing right, as opposed to um, conveying the most edifying truth for believers and unbelievers alike. Hmm. Yeah, so actually something I was going to say as well um, is actually just when you see the people's response to this in general, it's quite telling. 
Um, because, and this is more at a, at a, a what do you call this, like a global level. Like, when you think of somewhere like America, for example, like, you think of them as, like, a huge, like, big superpower. Like, you think of everything that they went through with the Cold War and all that kind of stuff. And I think, as of 2020, I think America was actually declared to be the only superpower, um, the, the like, the sole superpower of the world and stuff like that. But when you see, like, how they how they respond to the coronavirus, you realize that they're just as susceptible as anybody else, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't matter how many, like, fleets and warships you've got or how strong a nation is. Actually, like, something as small as a microorganism, you know, that, that, that jumps from host to host and stuff like that really can bring you down to your knees in mm. many respect um, to the point of why, you know, Trump doesn't know what to do or whatever, or whatever right? And I think it's quite telling as to the fact that actually... Um, yeah, like humans, like we we fear we fear the unknown. <laughs> Just that, my 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 left leaning tendency. Yeah. Um, I think it also highlights actually that, and again, this goes back to my point about how you can judge a society mm. that we're only as strong as our weakest members, because this virus can spread particularly quickly. Um through people interacting with one another if people don't take the certain precautions yeah but if think about people who can't do that so are homeless like what provisions are being made there and in respect of how we care for them um i think this puts into focus again that sense that the benefits that a society can have ultimately well how do i i don't want to phrase it that way a society can only progress in so much as it takes everyone with it otherwise at some point that distance between those who've been left behind and those who are progressing forward will come to a crescendo and it will, it will, it will highlight issues. Mm. And I think this is one of the ways that we're seeing some of those issues happening now. One of the questions I was just going to ask, and Richard, you sort of touched on it, is um, just just thinking about sort of like the sense of, yeah, the fear and the concern. Um, is, this, is, is the coronavirus something that we should, um, as people... Uh, fear is it the thing that is should be our ultimate fear what does the nature of just fearing something is that meant to be teaching us something that we should actually fear like how should we think around around the subject of fear at this time people fear people fear the coronavirus because the fatality right death yeah yeah because the fatality rate it can it can lead to death and it's not just that like don't get me wrong 3.3 percent if you had heard those like if you were doing a, let's say you're playing the game of poker, and you had a ninety-seven percent chance of winning, of of winning the hand, you'd probably be super happy, right? Three mm-hmm. percent wouldn't really move you, but when that three percent is three percent chance that you'll die, all of a sudden, like because of the gravity of mm. what can happen in that three percent, that that's really what's at the forefront of your mind that plus obviously like i said media and all that type of stuff and and everything else going around it is 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 really amplifying these effects but but yeah like death is what's really scaring people and fearing the unknown as i I just mentioned and i think it's telling because the biggest fear for people at the moment therefore is dying but for the believer death is not the end right and for the believer, in many respects, their treasure is not here on this earth. And so for the believer, I'm not trying to say the believer now is now trying to run to death, but I'm saying the believer actually appreciates that. Listen, 
even when I die, mm. not only is it not the end, but I know that what what comes on the other side for me is safety mm. and is um a place where there's no shedding of tears, where yeah. there's no disease, etc. Exactly, right? And where th- where that exists, you know, I have nothing to fear, but I have something to look forward to. Mm. Um and so you, you almost you stand with Paul and say, I'm I'm hard with twigs, I'm pressed between the two. You know, to be with the Lord is far better mm. um in many respects. And the believer knows that. But the unbeliever actually after after it's a point that every man die once and after that face the judgment. Mm-hmm. And you know, death is but a glimpse of the second death, right? And and if we fear what's unknown in, 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 in that in that glimpse of death, like how much more should we fear, you know, the what's actually known about 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 uh, hell, you know, and, and about a place where we're actually detached from God's from God's love and from God's grace and where there's no more mercy and where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth teeth eternally. Like that's a real, that's the real fear. And so actually this makes you like get right, you know, think about these things now. Like I think uh, what comes to my mind is it Psalm 39? I'm, 39? Um, Where it talks about, you know, you've made my days um, um, as but of hand's breadth and, 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 and teach me to number my days that I might apply my heart to wisdom. Like, that kind of thought process maybe now more than ever should really like sink in like that for me that's mm-hmm. the that's one of the big takeaways like once i realize that actually i'm not invincible and that i can and, and i don't want my my comfort to be found in my this false view of invincibility mm. but actually i want my comfort to be found in christ but once i once i once i bet that i actually think to myself lord teach me to number my days what i actually don't want is for me to waste these these days mm-hmm. Um, and to use them frivolously, but I actually want to use them to the glory of God. So, yeah. Um, for, yeah. Um, that was a point I was going to um, make just in terms of when you're thinking about. Oh, where kind you of, now? Yeah, no, check, 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 about, check. about the fear thing. <laughs> I think you're thinking about what are kind of right and reasonable responses for Christians in this kind of climate. And that's certainly one of them. Lord, teach me to number my days. Mm. Um, because. I guess now you don't want to give me the verse. You don't <laughs> want <to help> <laughs> you're, to, you're watching, man. But in, I, in one sense, I like. I feel like in one sense, it, it's, it's it's just pausing here. Yeah. It's Psalm ninety for someone who wants to go back and have a read through and get encouragement from that text. Yeah, I think the only, what I was going to say is um. Sometimes it can be easier said than done, mm. but then when you actually see like a very present and real threat, um, to the. I think, like the Bible says, the 70 or 80 years that we tend to live, mm. um, then it sobers you up to kind of think, oh, actually, this is a real and genuine um, concern for me. I should really think that if I reach that far, it's because God has been gracious to me. Mm. Um, but that is not promised. Other thing that I was going to say, I think... And by the way, sorry, it was Psalm 39. I was right. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you teach me some of my days? Yeah, 39 verse 4. Maybe it's 90 as well then. I don't know, but that's the Psalm of Moses. You didn't. That means you didn't check my my, my first quote. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. Text my to the radio. Just be gracious. I just, as in disagree. Camps. Two camps. Disagree graciously. <laughs> don't worry, Kingsley. Let's be gracious, Kings. No, I just I, I just know the text from um, hearing it preached so many times. Yes. Oh, oh, so do I. So do I, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, no what was the point I was making? Um, don't mind all of this Higgy Hagger like Kingsley brought into this room now <laughs> no 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 I was, I was 
sorry, I, I realised at this point I'm potentially going against what I said earlier. Mm. Um, <laughs> but, but I think it's, it's important to say, when I said Psalm 90, I wasn't trying to correct Richard. Yeah, 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 for sure. I was trying sure. to just have it out Steer, yeah, 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 for sure. For and sure. why did you start with the verse that I, I suggested? <laughs> you, you, said, you said it and I was like, okay. I, but I knew I knew it was Psalm 90. No, 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 no. no. Thank, yeah. Thanks for that regardless. But, it's helpful. But, Read yeah. both. <laughs> but it's legit but, but it is your Bible. So, 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 but, but for the for the sake Full disclosure. of for the sake of credibility, yes. Psalm 90 is actually also true. <laughs> <laughs> it's, in verse 12. So teach us the number of days that we might get hot. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, anyway. Um oh gosh. Oh. I think the point I was gonna make just in on dealing with with um fear and um kind of like dealing with your mortality and stuff. The point I was going to make is um, this is why a medical advice is not at odds um, with faith. Sorry. Um, I think the first thing I saw when I saw that tweet about um, one of the ones that was mentioned earlier, it made me think of um, Paul saying to Timothy, take a little wine for your stomach because of the yeah, illnesses yeah, that you yeah, have. when you were sick. And actually, you know. Go on, Dami. <laughs> Drop it like it's hot. <laughs> 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 I super joined. Please say that. <laughs> No, say it again, say it again. But, yeah, so it, it made me think of... No, we're not doing it again. Yes. I like it like that. I like I'm, it like that. What is this dropping like this? No. That's what I like point, it like Point being that. Is, that stalwarts of faith in uh, Paul and Timothy um, can recognise that they are susceptible to illness and still recognise that medical prescription is not at odds with their faith. Um, so even the, the measures that he would ordinarily take, which was take, he would usually take water, he's saying take some wine, in fact, because I think that... that understanding was that wine would have some kind of uh, more effective um, influence on the illness that Timothy was suffering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The point being then, that if we're being given pre Dr. precautions, <laughs> if we're being given precautions by the authorities and, you know, whether in government or kind of health authorities, don't take those things lightly. Those mm. are obviously for your benefit, mm. benefit, 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 and, you know, you, you, ha you don't have a lack of faith because you are following the wisdom of the professionals yeah. that, that understand that stuff. Like, um, is, and if somebody went through some sort of trauma, like I would happily recommend them to see a counsellor yeah. um, and a trained counsellor at that as well as receiving like, do you know what I mean? Like biblical counsel mm -hmm. and instruction and help. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't think that somebody should put one away because of, and it's the same thing again, like you, you, God has given us these professions um, he's given us these areas of specialty that people have studied in and, and trained in and, and they all speak to human experience. Mm -hmm. um, you don't need a, you don't need to be going to seminary in order to, in, before you can operate on me. Like, you know, I don't want my elder operating on me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, big facts. If I'm sick, like I don't need his, yeah, I don't yeah, need yeah. his advice in that, in that regard. Um, you know, um, but like it's, but I, I, I would entrust my, 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 my health and my well-being to my doctor. Do you know what I mean to my doctor at that point? Um, because so because of that big and wider point, isn't that science is God's? Yeah, yeah. Um, it belongs to God's. Yeah, it belongs to Him. So yeah, this I, wasn't. Um, the jokes have to fly, man. Okay. Um, you know that video of the Uncle saying to the police, "You will listen when you are dead." <laughs> <laughs> What we did, you know? When, so I think this is like entirely different to coronavirus. Yeah. <laughs> what is this? But then? um, 
This man was out somewhere doing like some open air preaching, whatever type of thing. Police came to shut him down. Yeah. Yeah. He said, Oh, you don't want to listen to that. You will listen when you're dead. You will listen when you are dead. That's so sad. A oh, word note. is enough to the word. <laughs> <laughs> a word is enough to the word. Answer a full according to his following. Oh, yeah. So, by the way, um, one of our boys is out in China. We did mention it earlier. He's actually answered a few questions for us and so what we're going to do now we're just going to ask a few of those questions and see what some of these responses are so what's your name and why are you out in china um my name is kwesi and i'm in china because i'm a student i'm doing my master's here um i did have the opportunity to come back um my mom kindly along with other members of the family all kind of offered to you know put me on a flight back on the, the soonest flight back so this would have been around um late january early february when things started to kind of pick up um so with all that being said um i did have the opportunity to come back and i chose not to um the main reason was i think for me um spiritual and 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 linked to church um, but there was there's there's many many reasons, and I, I also want to kind of make a point of saying that um, because I chose to stay, I don't think this is prescriptive for all Christians. Um, I think for some people it was wise to go back. Some people from um, my church did go back, but for me personally, um, I think there's a whole kind of heap of reasons, but mainly. Um, I think through my church and, and the commitments that local Christians make to their local church um, to share burdens with each other, um, you know, it's, it's, I, I view them as brothers and sisters. And I think in the same kind of regard where um, I wouldn't just up and leave the UK to kind of flee a virus, I have to kind of think about that also for the most part i kind of view myself as living here although i'm only here for two years um you know for the most part this is you know i have a house here um you know i have local shops i have you know the same way that you might have friends in the petrol station or people that you recognize at the petrol station the same people that work they're kind of similar situation for me so i think with all that kind of being tied in together I think it was it would have been difficult for me to kind of just up and leave with all of that um in consideration those people um can't just do the same thing so you know yeah how has corona affected the day-to-day living in china may coronavirus has affected my day-to-day life in an incredible way so um china was very very um, proactive um, and chose not to be re- reactive to the virus so that meant that pretty much overnight um, everyone the streets went from having people to having no one um, everything was shut down um, restaurants were shut down everything was shut down apart from pharmacies and supermarkets um, Schools were shut down, everything was shut down. So for me, it was very, very, very difficult. It affected um, 
my day-to-day life in the sense that um, it made it very difficult. At the time I was writing my dissertation, so the library had shut down at university, coffee shops, Starbucks, etc. had all shut, and shut down. So um, that was very difficult. And literally I was in my house for you know days on end. Um, local parks were shut down. As I say, I cannot emphasize enough how everything was literally shut down. Um, and China, just due to the nature of it, it was just very easy for to kind of control uh, how things, how people kind of met up with each other. So I wasn't able to kind of visit friends in their apartments and they weren't able to visit me. So, um, yeah, it has been it has been quite difficult. Slowly but surely, things have started to return back to normal. But slowly but sure, surely. Starbucks was one of the first chains to open up and other kind of major brands have opened up because they're able to afford the restrictions that the government puts in place, which includes temperature checks and taking people's contact details and stuff like that. But yeah, it has been it has been really difficult. How has Corona affected church life? Um, so my church situation is unique just given the nature of the country that I live in. But I think with that all being said, um, it went online. Um, so where we gather, we weren't able to gather. Um, so it was a pretty easy decision on that front. Um, but it just was made more complicated by the restrictions on people being able to gather at other people's houses. So that made it far more complicated so yeah it's been online and um yeah that's it sucked man in the sense that um it's made me really really appreciate the benefits of being able to gather and see people and and you know hear people's voices when you sing and and stuff like that so yeah that has been really difficult but it's also been very um it's built a greater desire for church, um, as as I kind of know it. Are you scared? Um, am I scared? Um, yes. I think that's a fair answer to give. I think yes is a fair truth. Um, the virus is serious. Um, I think it's it's more so also the the effects of quarantine. Um, naturally, people living indoors for so long and being un- indoors for so long has caused, you know, a huge kind of list of complications. And you know, domestic violence has been on the rise in China. You know, um, domestic arguments have been on the rise. You know, that's just something that, unfortunately, when you know people are in close proximity for longer than they intend to it it can often be a source of conflict fortunately i don't mean i don't live with my family here but that so that hasn't been a thing but being able to kind of hear it and stuff that's been quite difficult also of course the 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 virus is you know something that potentially i could catch and whatnot so yeah for scared is is would be a fair word to use but i think also um um, Paul talks about being, um, sad, or at one point, just being 
feeling negative emotions but not being perplexed and not being dis- not, not despairing so yeah in one sense I'm, i do feel fearful but i've i've always and it's been it's been purely the grace of god that i've always had hope in this situation that um this is something that as christians we can expect in a in a fallen world something that if anything is normal in a fallen world it's only that now we kind of see it um, in such a way in such a form and it's it's built a, a greater desire for um the things of god and many of the means of grace and stuff like that so yeah it has been frightening but i think there's also been comfort to be found in the right places which has been the means of grace so i'm really appreciative to the lord for you know that what advice would you give to christians like having like understood what's going out there in china what advice would i give me um it's hard to kind of answer because i feel like um there's so many kind of things to say and so many things i would said to to me as well um i definitely don't have all the answers but i would say one of the things that i would has been incredibly 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 helpful in this season is 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 looking to fellow brothers and sisters in christ fellow brothers and sisters um just around the city and other churches as well and and um seeing the love of christians loving their neighbors well um you know many people were displaced from their their homes people that for instance lived on campus on universities or lived on campus um as teachers were essentially overnight you know homeless um, because schools and universities were shut down so you know stuff like that cases like that are are heartbreaking but seeing that the love of people in church you know even people who now live in different countries and and have, have moved back because of the virus because of you know maybe for instance they have underlying health issues and stuff like that you know just willing to open up their homes and people willing to kind of cook for each other, provide for each other's needs and persevering through um, this and seeing the love of um, the elders, especially towards the sheep. I think one of the quotes from my pastor that I'll probably actually very, um, I'll probably never forget actually, was that his greatest fear wasn't, so much the virus but the effects of the virus that the sheep of the church in, in one sense were spread around all the world and unfortunately um in the same kind of using the same metaphor sheep that are on the fringes sheep that don't get involved in you know community and aren't able to plug in and stuff are, are easy pickings um sheep do well when they're a tight flock and the virus just kind of disbanded things for 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 many people so i would say that you know for christians that kind of feel um you know maybe a silent joy in the sense that you know church may be convenient it may be online you know you don't have to deal with maybe some of the awkwardness that comes on sunday after service and all that kind of stuff um i would just say that yeah like this is um you know, it's, it's a call for us all to kind of press into community. And I think the virus has definitely made it tougher. But I also think that um, there's goodness in persevering through some of the obstacles. Um, and it builds a greater desire for when 
the time that we'll all be able to kind of gather together um, if that is in person or if Jesus Christ comes back in heaven. So, yeah. Um, I'd also say that if um, Christians are in quarantine, um, use the quarantine wisely. Um, I think that's something that I've been fortunate to kind of say that has been done. Definitely things that I would do better, but use it, I think, use it to the glory of God. Use it in ways to, you know, meditate on scripture, study scripture, pray, catch up on Bible plans, um, you know, fellowship with others where you can, exercise indoors, you know, get a few good home workouts. You know, I think it's very easy to use this time as, and view this time as an extended holiday. Um, you know, excuse the pun, but, you know, Christmas come early sort of thing, kind of thinking, but I think we have to kind of be really proactive in, you know, looking to serve, you know, our community, looking to serve our neighbours. You know, this is a fantastic opportunity, I think, as Christians that we have to to really share the gospel and speak to the public, share the gospel and speak and share it proactively. Um, even just a case study here, one of the pastors here um, had to go back to the States, but essentially just, you know, all of his masks that he had, you know, just gave it to one of his neighbours and they were so, so, so grateful now. Um, that, you know, led into, you know, a gospel kind of, um, situation where he's able to kind of share it and you know these are the opportunities to, to just present each other of themselves um you know in this virus i think that's something we can really use um to speak about the hope that we have in a time where the world is is in many regards hopeless um you know many people are very quick to kind of talk about this being the end of the world and stuff but you know how do you have hope in a situation like this well i believe as christians you know we can look to the cross and we can look to eternity and that's something that should be really encouraging to us as well so in conclusion um after this episode of uh yeah the coronavirus episode um it's important to note that the black beer podcast will be going on a short hiatus um as members of the team um do not wish to <laughs> join a mass gathering <laughs> 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 If I ain't gonna lie, they had us in the first half. <laughs> oh my goodness! Nah, um, we don't know what's happening. Next. Yeah, no one knows. No one knows what happens next. But um, we know that the Lord's in control. Precisely. Um, precisely. And that's good enough. That's good enough for us. And so, not to say now we don't take precautions after what we just said. If you don't hear from us, you know why, man. We'll tweet <laughs> it. But um, but yeah, like <laughs> the Lord's in control. The Lord's in control, irrespective of what happens with coronavirus. Yeah. And um, shout out to, um, it's not even related still, Kayode Ewumi, um, the brother who did Rose, um, Christian actor. I've been watching Enterprise season two. It's funny. Um, we should get him on here, you know. Yeah. We've been saying we want to have a conversation with um, a believer in in kind of entertainment. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and it'll be interesting to see. You guys may have seen, may not have seen the ZZ Mills short clip that came yeah, out of their sure, interview yeah. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not yeah that was uh that was interesting um so yeah it would be good to it'd be good to hear from from somebody in that kind of sphere and how's it how has it been it's been good it's funny it's funny yeah. it's funny it's clean um and it showcases i think blackness positively right um so yeah like if you get the chance to 
BBC iPlayer, watch it, like 20 minute episodes. Cool. You can just watch it as filler um, and you'll enjoy it. And I think, it, yeah, it just goes to demonstrate that actually that someone can do the creative arts very well um, without dishonoring God. And I think that's, I think something that Kyle has tried to um, put out there in terms of his content and has spoken about. And I think we're, see, we're seeing the fruits of that with Enterprise season two. Yeah. No. Well, we pray that anyone who's listening to this um, is safe, well, um, healthy going forward. We also pray that you guys do take the necessary precautions um, when it comes to protecting yourself from the coronavirus. Um, we also pray that you know that irrespective of what happens, as we said before, the Lord is in control. Um, so don't have no doubt and no fear about that. Ultimately, God will God will keep you irrespective of, of what happens. Um and and yeah, like pray also that this might be a means for the gospel to spread as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, That's not actually yeah. meant to be a pun. Yeah, yeah. But like genuinely, um, oh, I get it. All right, come on. Overheads, overheads. He said, I, I, he said it's <laughs> not meant to be a pun. <laughs> come like Jay Z in the booth. <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, sincerely, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I said sincerely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we pray. We pray for the gospel to spread. Um, time, maybe. And, and yeah, yeah. True. Say we're trying to cut the episode. Finish it now. Yeah. But Obviously, Dami, you didn't say what food you're going to stockpile. So. Is it even going to be a food? Kai, 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 Kai. What are you going to stockpile? It's not going to be food. Is it going to be a food? Carpet. <laughs> Gloves. I can go time without eating, you know. Holy man, fasting. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes, what am I going to choose? Yo, Tweet out us and try and find out what Dami... Don't do that. Tweet us and tell Dami what to Most definitely do not do that. Don't Dami what to stop. Hey, Yo, we'll speak to you guys soon. We'll speak to you guys soon. I had nothing. I had nothing. Yo, tweet...